We kick off hour number two of the program. It's brought to you by the Knoxville TVA Employees Credit Union. Check them out online at tvacreditunion.com. And become a member. Anything a bank can do, they've got you covered right here all over East Tennessee. Online, tvacreditunion.com. Great app options as well. It's the Knoxville TVA Employees Credit Union, the official credit union of three and out. So we get set for midweek SEC basketball. Mm-hmm. Your top ten Tennessee Volunteers. You really sold me on that one. Backs against the wall. Are we there? Yeah, I think so. I mean, not in a, not in a like. Mm-hmm. It, it's a good backs against the wall. Cause, a good, because no one expects you to win. Oh, you mean this game specifically? Yeah, yeah. If you lose this game, it's not the end of the world. It just kind of sets up for a whole different level of mm. backs against the wall down the stretch. I mean, this is typically when a Rick Barnes team plays its best basketball. I think if we were healthy, uh, that would actually be pretty optimistic. It's the injury. Yeah, the whole health thing is um, making it a little tough for me. I think we should pull a Florida. Don't even don't even crash the offensive rebound, the glass. Just shoot, get back. Because we're such good shooters, we got to keep them out of transition, man. Slow it down. Virginia, this thing. We have had games the last couple years where Rick Barnes mm-hmm. has put in. Has tweaked the defense to be more of a, a pack line concept. It's worked very well against some of the weaker teams in the league who yeah. can't shoot. I remember a road trip to I think Ole Miss where we completely shut them down. They were they were a lot better than they are this year, but yeah. still not yeah. not great. And Rick Barnes said after the game, yeah, we just you know we just we kind of came off our guy. We opened up, we played in the gaps, and kept them from penetrating, forced them to takes a lot of tough jumpers i mean that's what you're gonna have to do to alabama like you you can't when with a team that likes to shoot a lot of threes as weird as it sounds you need to force them to take more threes like when they make a lot of threes it's because they're getting to the rim and that because the more the more you can attack the basket the more guys get out of position the more open those looks are and I love a statistical analysis mm. on three-point shooting and the angle of the pass. You'd have to have, you'd have to have some uh, you have to kind of code some shot charts to calculate this. But I know that after an offensive rebound, mm-hmm. teams make threes at a super high clip. I think a lot of that is the pass is coming from inside the arc right back out to you. Like when, how you shoot when somebody's rebounding for you, and they're just so like kicking. eyes are on, eyes are facing the basket. You're already squared you, up. Yeah, yeah. And I I would argue that when a guy drives and gets a foot in the paint and then kicks it to you for a three, you're more squared up to the basket, ready to go, catching the pocket and fire. I bet I bet teams in college basketball make a significantly higher clip of three point shots when the pass comes inside out than just coming around the perimeter. Yeah. When they're not having to, like, turn as they catch and mm-hmm. get square. Yeah. 
And you're probably a little more open as well. It's kind of like a nice uh, confounding variable. Like you're probably a little more open when the pass comes inside out because the defense collapsed. The the closer the ball is to the basket, typically the more the defense has collapsed. An all-sync concept. For the, for the defense. Typically. And there's always that little pause defensively when a team gets an offensive rebound. Like, oh, wait, I came in for the rebound. He got it. Now what? Mm-hmm. There's a little so bit of a scramble. Guy, yeah, yeah, a little bit of a scramble there. We got to reset. So, I mean, I still think the key to beating Alabama will be forcing them to take tough threes. Because they're not going to take another shot. That's the thing. No. And that's gonna, the beauty take, of their offense. They're going to take layups and they're going to take threes. So, if – Obviously, you can't just give them layups. Yeah. So, you better force tough threes. But. Well, we've been forcing tough threes lately. They've just been going in at yeah. the buzzer. Well, I actually think, I don't know, you could try to play some zone, but for a team that doesn't play it much, trying to zone a team that shoots the ball that well, I'd be ready to go to it, though. Especially don't, if it's up and down. Don't like, slow you down by, you know, not press, full on press, but like little zonish action, like some coming up the court. If we make a basket, obviously. Yeah, we if we that. could get the defense set, we could run a little little half court, you know, one three one or something, just to Especially like eat some eat some shot court. clock time, slow the game down a little bit, then make sure we don't get beat and retreat back into whatever defense we want to run. Not a bad idea. Oh, probably man to man. We seem to like that one a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'll be interested to see like what Barnes does in this game. If he throws out a zone, if he throws out a press, like it, that'll show that like this is an important game. But if we just kind of roll out the old game plan here, you think when we're not healthy, I'm not saying he's punting it. I'm just you know, if both guys are out and he just kind of does the same old, same old. Yeah. Which I think I would actually understand. Yeah. If he, you know what I'm saying, like yeah. if it's just one of those where, or let's say he comes out in some of that stuff, and then Bama's just rolling on us mm-hmm. and then he just kind of calls it off and kind of like a take your whooping type moment we just need somebody to hit shots lots of shots I did not realize they were sixth in defense oh yeah yeah, yeah. They, I mean they give up more points that's just because right possessions. possessions yeah it's gonna be hard to score on them at the rim too Tough. Didn't Cumwell have a really good game against them last year down there? I don't know. Uh, Huntley Hatfield came out and was like had 12 points in the first 10 minutes of the game and didn't play until three minutes to go in the second half. But, well, never mind. I don't want to argue with you about Brandon Huntley Hatfield. <laughs> yeah, Cumwell had 15 and 9 last year. Smokey the Dog Nation. <laughs> <laughs> we had a six point lead with six minutes to go last year and then scored five points over the last six minutes Bama scored 16 in that stretch god yeah the win probability chart is nasty I mean it looks like a Rocky Mountain ski slope that was that was mostly us until no, no, it wasn't. Way, yeah, way up high in the Rockies on the Tennessee side, and then just straight to the Alabama. Little dead cat bounce right there. That's funny. Mm. Yep, it's a stock term. Sorry. 
Wait, who are you talking about played so well? Well, Cumwell had 15 and 9, but I don't – he wasn't even expected to play that much. But then, obviously, with Fulkerson out, he ended up playing a lot. Played pretty well. I feel like I remember him hitting two big threes. He was one of four from three. So, one big three, just like <laughs> I said. <laughs> uh, I mean, if you – like, I would take this defensive plan from last year. I mean, you gave up 73, but they were 7 of 31 from three. They were 26 of 60 from the floor. You got to the free throw line 20 times. They only, they got there 21, but you hit more than they did. Hmm. Just got to figure out some way to stop Brandon Miller. I'm trying to think. I mean, obviously, he's the best player we faced this year. Have we gotten up against another just di- – I mean, I guess Kobe Brown. He's he's a pretty dynamic – well, really just player, but scorer too. Uh, Oh, Grady Dick. Yeah, we shut him down. Oh, uh, Wilson. Wilson. And yeah, I mean, of course, you went up against Sheboy, too. I mean, that Arizona team was yeah, loaded, but not like they had, like, one just superstar. Tubeless? Who guarded him? What position? He's kind of the tweener like that. Real, like I think it was four. Joe. Yeah. Joe didn't play. Did he play in that game? No, or was it, it had to have been Phillips saying. He didn't play in that game, yeah. Michael says, are we just not playing Eurosh anymore? From the looks of it. Actually, Tulis is 6'11". Seems like Toby's averaging 20 points a game. Yeah, I didn't put that on my bingo card. Awaka taking minutes from Adu. Call him Tubby. That was rude. He's just baby fat. He's he's a young young kid. He's just barely eighteen. Mm-hmm. Next Admiral Scope. <laughs> no, that was Mayshack. <laughs> no, somebody called. Somebody said. No, yeah, someone did call in and said, "Don't even remind you." Everybody's Admiral Scope. <laughs> yeah, every just. You know, you know if Sakai eats his Wheaties, I think he's going to be Admiral Schofield. DJ Edwards. 2.0. Yeah, BJ Edwards. Uh, good stuff. Tubeless had 19 against us. Really? Yeah. Probably the most we've. He was the leading scorer for Arizona. Given up this year to a player. And then right? Ballo had the, the seven footer. No, Kobe Bryant had 21. Well, until that. I know. They're... Well, you didn't say that. You said most we've given up all year. Don't get mad at me. Gracious sake. Raise your voice at me, Chris. It's easy, Valentine's Day. Easy. I don't know who I don't know who's the closest to Brandon Miller that we've played. That's a good question. Uh there aren't many like him. Yeah. I mean that's what Julian Phillips is supposed to be. Not exactly. Some of our fans were actually saying they would rather have Julian Phillips over Brandon Miller a couple of weeks ago. So, well, he chose us, okay? I'm happy he did. He's going to be a nice four-year player for us. Okay. Jalen Wilson's probably the closest. He's 6'8", 225. He's Kansas' best player. He went for – he's averaging 20 on the season. He went for 15, 14 against us, but he was 3 for 15 shooting. All right. I take, All right. I, I take that. I take, Opt, yeah. I take yeah. 14 for Miller on yep. 3 of 15 shooting. Optimism Tuesday. 64 to 50. 
Josiah. There you go. There you go. There's this the is game the Kansas plan. game. Let's didn't have, let's didn't go. have Josiah. No that Josiah. Game? Maybe Phillips is gonna play. Hey. There you go. Yeah. All right, we're doing it. We're yeah. doing the thing. More hour two next. Optimism Tuesday edition of the program. Rick Barnes was asked if he uh, still feels the positivity about his team like he did on Saturday night after the Missouri game. Nope. Watch film. Didn't like it. He said, you know, I do. I think anytime you have a group of guys that played as hard as we had to play against a team that just, they were on fire. They were making some great shots. But the way our guys, with really a group of guys that hadn't played a lot together, their effort, their intensity and willingness to do whatever they have to do, felt the same way I about it, where I just know that we played, showed a lot of fight. Had to overcome a lot with guys being out, different guys coming in, having to do some things. It certainly gave us something we can build on. That's good. Mm-hmm. He was asked about the status of Julian Phillips. And Josiah Jordan-James, of course, it's a hip flexor for Phillips. It's an ankle for James. He said, quote, it will be game day ready. See, Hickman told you he said game day. Hmm. We won't do much with either of them today, obviously. He said the obviously. That wasn't me adding that. It will be game day ready. We won't do much with either of them today, obviously. Let them try to get as healed as they possibly can. If not, whatever we have, we've got to go play. Them's the rules. Uh, he was asked about Jemiah Meshack and his opportunity if both the guys are out. Mm-hmm. He said, he did a great job Saturday just competing as hard as a person can compete. I thought BJ minutes were good as well. BJ's minutes were good as well. I was really impressed with Julian. He was hurt. He had hurt his hip flexor prior to that. His minutes, he was there. He was productive. But I could tell when he... When we were walking off the court at halftime, he was painfully hurting. But he wanted to play. Painfully hurting? Mm-hmm. But he wanted to play, but just no way. It's always when someone goes down, it gives someone the chance to play, and they wouldn't be here if they weren't good players. It will give them the opportunity to see what they can do. Be nice if some of them had gotten more minutes earlier. I'm sorry, I'm trying not to be negative. Mm, this is Optimism Tuesday. He was asked if he feels like this is a team that needs a pat on the back instead of a kick in the butt. Hmm. He said, well, I think we'll be who we are. I think the main thing is you're always real. And what I told you guys is what I told them. I was proud of the fight. I think they know I'm going to be honest with them when we, when we scrub out film and all that. I think players easily can understand when you're not being real with them. Mm. If I thought they needed a kick in the butt today, that's what I would have given them. If I thought they needed needed after the game, that's what I would have given them. That's not what I felt. I felt like we had fought and gave it everything we had and got beat on a desperation shot. You go back to the game against Vandy, that was a defensive breakdown that we shouldn't have had. But that game, talking about Missouri, was one of those desperation shots that we couldn't have done it any different. But the fact is, players... We all know each other. 
doesn't make any sense. The main thing, anything you go through and deal with, the kind of losses we had is every person has to deal with it in their own way. And the fact is, the one thing that has to happen as a team is you have to stay connected, and this group of guys will stay connected. It's kind of a word salad. Yeah. Just got to be real, man. Stay connected. I wonder if you could get him in a windowless room and just ask him, like, are you worried about this team right now? I wonder what he'd say. Yeah. I think they do deserve quite a bit of praise, or maybe not praise, but maybe, n- maybe not so much criticism after Saturday. Because, I mean, that, that's a game right there. The last thing you want from to get out of your coach after fighting back like that and losing in that fashion is for your coach to just jump, jump you and just yeah. – you know, because you're like, dude, like, yeah, we get it. Like, we played the game. We busted our tails off. I think some positivity right now is very well uh, deserved. I was much more upset after the Vanderbilt game than I was the Missouri game. I was about to say, if you hadn't lost some of the other games leading up to the Missouri game, that would be an easy one to be like, well, yep, they hit everything they threw up, yeah, including yeah. the final shot. Like, we still fought back. We still had the lead. We had guys hurt, and they just they made a crazy shot. They made a bunch of shots early. They got them the lead, and... This is a throwaway game. The problem is you've had these other games that you had more control of, like mm-hmm. Vanderbilt, all the way back to Florida. You like crap against Auburn. Like, there's more, there's some more systemic problems. Yeah. Anybody right now? Anybody who was unnecessarily mad after Saturday, really, that was just still left over from Wednesday night. I'd agree with that. I mean, I, like a lot of people in our fan base, I don't think they really understand how good Missouri is. I think people like I think for the most part a lot of people in this fan base still kind of view Missouri as that same old team that's just might be decent might have some guys but are still coached by Conzo Martin. Uh, not the case. I mean it's a hell of an offensive team. They got one of the top three players in the league, and their resume is pretty good this year. It's I mean it beat Illinois, beat Iowa State, beat us. That's a good ball team. Ball team. No, I mean they've got your same record. Yeah. Um. I mean, they killed Illinois. They killed Kentucky. They split with Arkansas. Iowa State. Yeah, they killed Iowa State, too. I mean, they're really responsible for kind of Kentucky hitting that slide Mm -hmm. early on. Mm -hmm. I mean, they absolutely took them to the woodshed. And, like, the numbers are there. Ninth best team in the – not ninth best offensive team in the country. So yeah. Oh, well, uh, Barnes was also asked about the Brandon Miller Kevin Durant comparisons. Yeah, that was a weird answer. Kind of a weird question too. But I said Kevin's Kevin and Brandon's Brandon. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Hard to argue. And then he he gave a lot of praise to Nate Oates. Proud of them. They have guys that can score and get to the rim over, over top and dunk the ball. Nate Oates and his staff have done a great job and have more than earned the right to be the number one team in the country. Like I said, I think they probably should have been there before now. Uh, how do you slow down Brandon Miller? Barnes said, I don't think you stop great players. You have to try and work hard, and when the day's done, he's going to get his points, and you just have to hope that he had to work to get all of them. But when it comes to playing against great players, great teams, you're not going to stop them. 
You just have to hope everything they get, they get, they had to earn it. He's asked if he thought Alabama's defense was underrated. He said, absolutely. Of course they are. Their perimeter guys do what they need to do. They understand they have to uh, protect inside, and I believe they believe if you want to go in there, we have some guys that can clean some things up. They'll play personnel. They'll play analytics. They would not have been able to win so many games they've won in places they've won without being solid, more than solid. They're a much better defensive team than I think people give them credit for. They'll play personnel. They'll play analytics. I think what he means is... Uh, they'll adjust their personnel to your personnel or their game plan to your personnel, and obviously they're going to play the analytics game. Yeah. yeah. He, and I won't read this one, uh, but he was asked, you know, what you learn about the team being down against 17? I think, you know, it's Optimism Tuesday. I do think it was refreshing to see that the team can come back from a deficit. Mm-hmm. Because we were kind of worried after the Florida game, man, this team gets down six or eight, and it's just over. Right. That happens in the second half. They were down 17 in the second half. Not only did they come back, they came back and had the game won. Like, you should have won the game. Yeah. You were you were well ahead. You actually got up by six. Was it six or seven? I think it was 76-70. And then even after some slip-ups there, you still need to just make a free throw, make two free throws and win the game. Or they miss a shot and you win the game. I mean, it, you're right there. He's asked about Tyreek Key, too, which I think is, has been the big difference in the offense. I mean, when he's hitting shots – and really, if he's hitting shots, either he's hitting shots or somebody's got to glue up against him, just like they do at Vescovy. When you have yeah. two guys like that on the floor together, that should create tons of space for Zakai. And well, and I know obviously we've lost the last two games, but that has been a very positive thing. If you can, if you can get some guys healthy, fix a couple of the other issues. It's nice that we now have a guy. And I know it's only two games, so I'm not ready to crown him. But it's nice to have another guy who can shoot and make the shots that so far. It's basically been Vescovy, or you have no idea where they're going to come from. So it's nice that he's kind of stepped up as another scorer. Yeah. Because what, what did he have Saturday, 23? It sounds yeah, right. 23, 6 of 13. That's definitely a plus. Yeah, and, and Barnes talked about how he's got to take shots early in the game when he's open and get in mm-hmm, rhythm yeah. and just take them. So they've been obviously kind of harping on that all season. All right, we'll come back. If you want to weigh in, 865-546-8200 is the number to join the program on the Big Orange Philly phone lines. More three and out next. Hour two continues. Optimism Tuesday edition of the program. I think we're doing a great job. I'm really optimistic today. Yeah. Hey, at least it's a Wednesday game. If it was today, neither one of those guys is playing. Probably. I mean, oh, game, that's a good point. Game day yeah. decision. If the game day was a day earlier, we'd be screwed. Huge. Mm-hmm. 
That's, a, that's a, actually a really good point, Nate. This extra day this week Thank might you. be the one week that you want that. Yep. Wow. How do you do that? What do you mean? You're just so good at finding the optimism. I was trained well. I was being serious. No. Oh. I don't know what he was laughing at back I don't there. Either. What are you laughing at? Nothing. Okay. Just, just happy to be here. Good answer. See, and you just let him get away with it. What are you talking about? You know about? he's lying to your face. <laughs> you don't think I'm happy to be here? I think you're playing it up. I think you're milking it. I'm excited. About? The game. It's tomorrow. We've not had a meaningful conference game and since the Kentucky game really because the SEC is down and hmm. it's going to be fun Missouri game felt pretty meaning, yeah. meaningful oh well, yeah aren't all the games important you want to win them yeah I mean they count the same standings and such you know what well, I mean shut up That I mean yeah of course but We've said it all year. This team, they have done a nice job of being more <clears throat> locked in when the other team has a, a little number by their name. Locked in. It's like the opposite of, you know, our issues when other teams see the single-digit number by our name and, mm -hmm. you know, give us their best effort. What are we, 4-1 and one against ranked opponents? I think that's right. Maryland, I Kansas, Texas, Auburn, and then your loss was to Arizona. Kansas, Maryland, Arizona was the loss. Texas, Auburn, yes. Mm. So Alabama's ranked, and their name starts with an A. So did Auburn. Yeah. Hmm. You working on a trend here? I, not necessarily a trend. I just I, I worry about Phillips and Josiah, and I worry that this game, even though this is a much better Alabama team, my fear is that it goes a lot like the game went last year and a lot like basically our last three losses have gone, where we do some things early that put us in a hole, fight all the way back, and then lose another close one. Mm. And I worry that that would really hurt this team's confidence if that happened. I mean, better just get blown out. No. I'd like them to lose by like nine if you're going to lose. I'd rather them just get over the hump. I know that's okay. a tall ask. Because, I mean, I, I don't think it – is anyone expecting this game to go like Texas where we jump up no. 10 and next thing you know it's 23 and we end up winning by 11? No. If people are expecting that, they should probably be drug tested. That's what I'm saying. Like, I hope this team can keep battling when things aren't going their way in this game because it's Alabama. Like, they're really, really good. Like, I mean, if we were healthy, though – that that wouldn't be out of the realm of possibilities, you know. But Josiah's banged up, Phillips is banged up. Those are your two best defenders on your team. Yeah, that that realization of those two guys being the two that would have to basically guard Miller has me a little nervous. Yeah, yeah um, that's fair. Not because I don't think the other guys who would be put on Miller tomorrow night won't give great effort. Won't do smart stuff, but just physically the matchup is going to be a lot different. Mm -hmm. And if, like, let's say it is Meshack, because Miller's, what, 6'9"? Yeah, he's 6'9". Yeah, so, like, if you put an undersized guard on him, he's probably going to go down low and just try to distribute and get layups. And if you put, like, if you put Kumwa on him, I feel like he's going to run Kumwa to death and then get oh, open yeah, looks from three. Him. They're just going to pull him away from the basket. Yeah. What if you just let Miller get his and worry about the other four? You can guard those guys. 
Miller goes for 25, but the other guys struggle. You don't, they don't beat us. But what's how, – how do you want him to attempt to get those points? I mean – Do you chase him off the line? You make him go to the rim? This might sound crazy. Well, like, you you don't need Meshack to do anything offensively ever. No. Like, what if you just tell him, hey, buddy, you're going to play 35 minutes tonight. If Brandon Miller's in the game, you're in the game. If he goes out, you come out. I don't I don't want you to even shoot on offense unless it's a dunk. All you're going to do is keep him from touching the ball. Can we also tell him, like, hey, buddy, don't even dribble. Like, then – He's fine. Come on, not that bad. Uh, he's not that bad at and then, dribbling. And then, uh, and then you can match up with the two bigs with Adu and Kamwa and Plavsic. You can throw bigs sure. at them. And then Ziegler's going to do his thing on what Spears, right? Sears, Sears, yeah. If Meshack did anything the other day, he, when he did get the ball, he attacked the rim hard a lot of times. I felt like he didn't settle. He crashed. Yeah, I would just take the pressure off of him and just say, "Look, like this is." You're going to make Brandon Miller's life hell. You give him a, a mission, right? One thing to focus on. Did he guard Dick when we played Kansas? I mean, what is, uh, like, what? It, so Brandon Miller's got, what, five inches on him on Meshack? But I don't feel like, I don't feel like they would just post that over and over. Now, here's the problem, though. We switch. Mm-hmm. So, like, when we switch, it's not going to matter. I don't know that we have a defense where we refuse to switch. Like, there are teams that play that way. We never do. Yeah. So, again, we're asking Rick Barnes to change his, you know, preferred mode of operation, and I'm sure that's not going to happen. But if you could play a style where you don't, you never switch under any circumstance, you just help and hedge and recover, I mean, that's that's what I would do. Say, Meshack, this is your guy. Yeah. And that this is only if Phillips and Josiah are both out yeah, from Jump yeah. Street, and you're you're pretty desperate. But I mean, he's got fi- he's got five inches on him, but he's not gonna. I don't I don't feel like Brandon Miller's just gonna go by him that much. You know, like he he'd have to try and like use his length to score over him or, mm-hmm. or post him up. And I don't think he's Alabama doesn't just like play old school. Oh, we'll just post him up and get get the ball on the block and score a bunch of post moves. I mean, they want to they want to play through the basket, face up. When when they're talking about rim shooting at the rim, it's it's face up rim mm-hmm. attempts, yeah, like yeah. where they're going downhill at the basket. It's not like or it's fast break layups. Yeah, it's not like Grant Williams catching the ball on the block and shooting a jump hook. Like that's not going to happen. Yeah, all of Miller's misses came from three against Auburn. He was five for five. In, at the basket. Yeah, at the yeah. basket. I don't know who else even guards him. I mean, I'd be worried. If I don't he even didn't play because. Meshack gets two early fouls trying to guard him or something like that. You know, that's yeah. another problem. But I think you just you just got to hope Phillips or James, one of them, play. I know Alabama doesn't like to shoot the mid-range shot, but you got to think, like, maybe if Meshack with such a height disadvantage is guarding Brandon Miller, if, like Nate Oates just says, just back him down, get to your spot in the mid-range and just go over him. Rise up. Rise up. Above Go hate. Falcons. Hmm. In other news, you know what Rick Barnes' buyout is? <laughs> Where did the tops was on Tuesday? What's, what's, where's that? Yeah, this is good. We got, we, he's locked in. What's his buyout? Like $25 million. 
not that bad. <laughs> Segment hour number two. What are you doing to me over there? He gave me kind of a double. He's distracted because he forgot point. to do his Valentine's Day shopping, uh, and uh, yeah. he's he's putting together the list in his head of what he's yeah. going to go get Jake after the show. <laughs> uh, you mock me, but <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm not mocking I'm you. I'm sitting back here stress free right now. I'm. I mean, I. I did the work. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now the, the now, results may or may yeah. not come. See, <laughs> don't worry about the scoreboard. Just do your job. My rule of my rule of thumb here, with any loved ones you might have, is if you care about them, like never put the possibility of there being a mistake in the hands of someone else. If it's okay. someone you care All about, right. you know what I mean. Uh-huh. What are you doing? It's the it's the it's the thought that yeah seriously, <laughs> Mr. Experience back there, it's, voice of reason, Adam it's, Hickman. It's the thought that counts, right? Yeah, it is. It really is. You're gonna be fine. You think so? Yeah. Okay. I mean, you can't mess up Valentine's Day. No, you can't. Well, you're about to. So it's <laughs> <laughs> not funny. This is serious, man. Too early. Now, this is like the under 12 timeout first half. You're good. Oh, yeah. we got a long game ahead of us here. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah. When you're down 17 in the second half, that's when you start stressing. Get a refund. <laughs> How does that work? That's the thing with all these places, though. They, they put in so much language about, like, oh. Well, it's, uh, I mean, yeah, you did this, but we're not responsible for this, 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 right, this, right, this, right. this, this, and this. Or this, or this, or this. hope yeah. she's not listening. <laughs> oh, normally she does catch up to hour two. Oh, no. We need to, we'll table this conversation the for, for nine o'clock. This yeah. is not going to be on the podcast. No, like she's probably listening live. Oh, oh. Or she could, she could be. Find so catch a quick up. poem or something on your computer. <laughs> Read it. Yeah. Dear Darla, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to send you this link, Chris. It's called uh, "Love Poems for Her." There you go. I don't, don't send. I don't want any links from you. Actually, your cuteness knows no bounds. Your beauty has no limit. You are the only woman in the world to which I will commit. I look at you and gasp in awe, wondering how you're mine. You take my breath away, my dear. For you, I'll walk the line. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Is that Johnny Cash? <laughs> and a Jake Miller? <laughs> like there was a. That's it. That goes right into. You need me on that wall. <laughs> 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 Did you order the code red? <laughs> uh, fingers, fingers crossed out there for all the uh, all the Valentine's Day gift givers and receivers. It's important. Hmm. 
It's a busy day filled with joy and love, Hickman. Yeah. You need to recognize that. Big baseball game Friday. Yeah, who are we playing? Arizona. Where? Arizona. Okay. Not their place, but yeah, yeah, that's in what. in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did see. Uh oh. <laughs> is she listening no but it was her what i told what did i just say i'm gonna get a text from her and be like yeah and then, oh. and then no so she just like pick up some dog food or something that's literally what it said are you serious i'm not even making that up <laughs> yeah it was it's was about dog food <laughs> happy valentine's day <laughs> yeah, <it's just> dog <laughs> food <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you'll already be at the store getting the dog food. <laughs> Where are your discount flyers? <laughs> you got anything left that's red? <laughs> Do y'all have anything but the triple X Russell Stover's chocolate box? <laughs> kind of expensive. These inflation prices. <laughs> yeah, did the egg uh, shortage impact the... Oh, wait. <laughs> that's Easter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think people eat real eggs for Easter. No, I was thinking about the Cadbury's, you know. They're already out, though, right? Like, I mean, Valentine's Day, you're putting out the Easter stuff, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Did you know, this is kind of insane, just real quick on baseball. Yeah. So, the kid who transferred from Cincinnati, Griffin Merritt. Yeah. He will miss the first game. Oof. Because he was suspended or ejected in the final game of the season at Cincinnati. Oh, he's going to fit right in. <laughs> uh, Frank Anderson will also miss this game <laughs> as his second of two game suspension hmm. for Notre Dame. Seriously? Yes. So Frank Anderson will not be in the dugout Friday, nor will Griffin Merritt. Isn't that wild? That is wild. Not only, I mean, I guess the Frank Anderson one, okay, yeah. But the player got sus- or ejected at a different school in a different conference like six months ago. A different yeah. year, yeah. Yeah, like, I don't, is that I mean, what is we're doing now? is it bad enough that the season's over? Like, can't that be punishment enough for yeah, these guys? Yeah, hey, like, hey, so, yeah, yeah, sorry, the, the your year's over. Speaking of baseball, so there was some news that came out yesterday in the SEC. This news had some big effects on the world of college baseball. Tennessee is now your betting favorite to win the 2023 College World Series after right-handed pitcher Grant Taylor of LSU announced that he will miss the entire 2023 season. Tommy Johns. He was a projected weekend starter for the Tigers. Dang. Uh, Also earlier, I guess later I guess this was probably Friday. The news broke that Arkansas also has one of their best pitchers. Missing no, 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 the no, no. That's who I was thinking of when when you said LSU earlier. I was like, no, no. that he must be thinking of somebody else. Cause Arkansas could, kid. So LSU and Arkansas yep. have lost weekend starters due to Tommy John surgery. Yeah, that Arkansas kid was the projected forty-first pick in the draft this year. And this kid for LSU's top fifteen. Yeah, he uh, Friday started. Yeah. I don't want to see anybody get hurt ever, but that seems like a really big deal. I didn't know LSU had that good of pitching. I knew their mm. offense was going to be. Lost. I knew they had. I knew they had one good guy, didn't like really good. They got like, a transfer from Vandy, I think, too. 
Yeah, I think they may have. Wow. They're still going to be good, but, yeah, they need them. Well, that's huge because, I mean, our schedule is – I mean, first of all, it's the SEC. Like, I don't yeah. think anyone gets an easy schedule. Mm-hmm. It's just a tough draw this year because we get at LSU, at Arkansas. Like, doesn't I mean, Ar- Florida's top five. You do get them at home this year, but they're still going to be really good. I'm excited for it to start, though. I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be – it should be a fun – fun baseball season this year and uh i don't know there's something there's just that less of a pressure feel with baseball regular season than football it's kind of nice slower game it'll be fun to get into it with uh tony v in uh 2023 come back kick off hour three next